Welcome back to another wrestling podcast, Jed and Gary. A Jed and Gary wrestling podcast, but today is something a bit different. Gary, unfortunately, is on a holiday. So not unfortunate for him, unfortunate for me, because I have to do this by myself. So today is just going to be a preview for AW Dynamite for September 2nd. Um, I'm doing this on a Tuesday. I literally just finished work, so got onto the mic, decided to do this right away. Um, there's really not much to uh, preview, to be honest. There's only four matches confirmed, but there's a few things that, because it's the all-out go-home show for AEW, there are a few things that may or may not come into existence. So we can go pin, pinpoint, I don't know why I'm asking, because it's just me by myself, but we'll start off with the Santana and Ortiz versus Best Friends match. Okay. So my thoughts on this, this might be a very quick podcast, by the way, guys, because I speak extremely quick without Gary here to slow me down and add his additions to uh, the discussions. We might be over in five minutes. Probably not. You probably can see the time running these right now anyway, and it's way more than five minutes. So Santana and Ortiz versus Best Friends. I've had a bit of discussion with this with Gary over the last couple of weeks anyway, and what I've come under, well, what I don't like about it is the fact that if you look at the all-out card, and we will be doing a preview of this, if Gary's there, fantastic. If not, it'll just be another one of me by myself, but he would definitely be here for the review. On the all-out card, we have the four-man tag team. So the natural nightmares are away from that. And then obviously you've got Matt Cardona and Scorpio Sky. But you've got this to-be-confirmed match. And this to-be-confirmed match is a later match we're going to discuss with the Young Bucks, Jurassic Express versus SCU and the Private Party, which they get a match on the card over a one-day build. And you've got two teams here that have had a mini feud over the last couple of weeks on Dynamite, ever since um, Trent's mum's car got destroyed from Santana and Ortiz. That's when the feud really got lit between these two and everything that's could happen with Jericho and Orange. It's a bit unusual that we're finishing this on Dynamite because when you look at Matt Hardy and Sammy, yeah, they had a match last week. Yeah, that match wasn't great. It's the finish I wanted. Um, but because of how quick it went and how rushed it was, what we discussed in the review last week, it just went down a bit too quick for us. But they're getting a rematch in on All Out. Why is Santana and Ortiz versus Best Friends not getting their match on All Out if their feud has been built up? It's a bit unusual that you've still got this to-be-confirmed match between these four teams. You've got two teams that have actually had a built-up feud being on a Dynamite show. It just it's WWE booking that. Just unusual. And I don't say that a lot. I like to be different to the other brand, um, other brands in wrestling, because AEW have better booking styles than others. I don't like it when they get sucked into how other um, companies do, unfortunately. But that, that's how I feel about it. So it's a bit unusual. And I think the match will be okay. Very TV standard. So it's not even... I can't even back it up saying it's a pay-per-view standard type of match because it's just TNT throughout. But the fact is, 
if they give it a stipulation and shoved it on the card for All Out, then it would have been much better. I know we've got a few stipulations. We've got the titles match with the paradigm shift being removed. That's a stipulation, so you can still class it. Um, Mimosa Mayhem match, obviously, with Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, the biggest one of them all. And you've got the Broken's Rule match with Matt Hardy and Sammy, but I'll just start probably in here a little bit because they want to build towards it. But I think this is where you started off. You started off with the four-man tag, or you started off with this match, just to get people into it. Live action, hitting, etc., etc. Me, personally, I think Santana and Ortiz are going to go over. Fact is, best friends have lost their title match against Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. The, ooh, probably Fighter Fest, I think it was. Unsure, this is where Gary usually chirps up and confirms if I'm right or not. But Santana and Ortiz have to go over here because I think this will lead into a third match because it still may go down the route of a blood and gut style match with best friends and co versus the inner circle because they're all mid-card level at the moment. Um, you've only got the Jericho and Orange, which is it's still mid-card, but it's the highest end of it. Yeah, that's all I can say. It'll be a decent match, so we'll see how it goes. But this goes on to building up until the all-out, because it's go-home shows. You're going to see a lot of promos, a lot of segments where we see people speaking to each other. Hence the John Moxley versus the lawyer. And I found out his name now. It's uh, Mike Sterling, the guy. And his little picture of the match graphic looks actually quite hilarious. He's there with a smug face, his beard. And tying in his tie, Moxley just looks like a badass type of champion you always want. Me personally, I want this match to last a fair bit of time. I want it to be a proper drawn-out process where Moxley just corners in and he just plays around with his prey until needed uh do i think mgf and wardlow are going to intervene possibly possibly not i think they may show up at the ring side with him just to walk away because moxley goes after um mgf but if it does end up at the end of the match where moxley and MGF are in the ring together for whatever reason. I think Moxley will get MGF into a pre-paradigm shift, ready to do the move. I will do the move against MG, uh, MGF to finish it off. I, I think, in a way, I think there's two ways this show is going to finish. Either the Moxley, or it's going to be all-out brawl for the Casino Royale, Battle Royale, but... It has to finish with Moxley. It's uh, the main title. It's going to be the main show on the card all out. And I think it should. Obviously, Moxley's going to win. I think Moxley is not going to get a single hit in. He might get one M1s because he gets the bigger guy. He gets like one little hit in. And then uh, Moxley just no-sells it. Just be funny. He needs to play, um, play with him just, just throughout. Uh, I think... As the storyline's gone in from day dot, yes, me and Gary have both discussed this. That it's gone up and down, um, this MGF and Moxley stuff. Uh, MGF's been phenomenal throughout, and I think Moxley's been as good as he can be. It's just that there's some segments and some promos that didn't hit well as others. 
because if you remember, if we cast our minds back, think when uh, MGF was when he first did his campaign. He had his new branding. He had his scarf on the podium. Well, the colours of the scarf on the podium. He had his big screen behind him. He had these female helper that he uh, forces her to smile all the time. He had Wardlow. He had his full team. So, really, there was the starting was a star, but it was the second one he did. I think it was the week after, and he went in and it was when he was learning his bike. And when he started doing his promo through that, he was more concentrated on like the camera angle, like pointing down on him on like a bird's eye view. But the fact was that he just repeated himself. And then you sort of got that as the weeks went along. He just repeats himself, repeats himself, repeats himself. He's an extremely good promo. He's miles better than hell of a lot of wrestlers. But the fact was, I've said that twice now, but the fact, uh, three times. Um, but with it, it's like he's been fed certain content and he just wants to repeat exactly what he said, exactly what I've just done. But it, it reminds me a bit like Seth Rollins. He, he comes out, Monday Night Messiah comes out, repeats himself over and over, speaks forever, and then finishes it eventually. But you're really bored. But with MGF, you know he's going to say these sort of things. And this is where I thought, it could have finished. The contract signing could have been this week. But I'm glad they're adding a little match for Moxley because you don't really see him much on TV time. So mid-evening, bring these two out. What am I saying mid-evening? I want this to finish. Repeat myself again and say, I have no coordination without Gary, so I do apologise for this one, guys. The very first one without him. Whilst I'm on it, um, we still can't get access to our YouTube channel, so it looks like we'll have to create a brand new channel for the youtube so what we'll be doing is we'll be doing our previews reviews on this podcast through wherever you get your podcast from mostly spotify itunes google wherever uh, and then we'll do like sort of teaser videos uh, shorter ones for youtube what we're going to be doing is like our top five of the week that sort of thing or top five aw finishes that sort of content um aw outlandish predictions we're going to keep that going eventually we're going to do that for all out all out review might put it on youtube but most of the bigger stuff's going to go on your podcast channels okay so the next what we've got in the match is chris jericho versus joey janela i don't understand how joey janela has been pumped into this but it's going to be chris jericho winning joey's going to have some offense but you need chris jericho to get some practice in before he goes gets orange I think we will see Orange um, jump in. You know, it'd be even funnier because Jericho can. He can take a loss now. So this whole Jericho versus Orange feud, I believe is feeding into a bigger fire, as I discussed earlier with the best friends aspect of it and Santana and Ortiz. Is I don't think it's over after this all-out match. I really don't. Um, I think it's going to end when both teams collide against each other. Because uh, you'll have best friends, you'll have Orange, and you'll have Matt Hardy, I believe. And you'll need one more. Unsure who that one more is going to be. Might be George Janelle. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be someone someone different who we may see on BTE down the line, but we'll see. We'll, we'll absolutely see about it. But it's George Janelle. Chris Jericho match. Joey's just going to have 
the office in, Sonny Kiss might be at his ringside. Jericho has to win. But if he does lose, <laughs> Orange is going to make him lose. And this is where I think Chris Jericho is able to lose this style of match because I don't want Joey, Joey Janela, to lose another match, another singles. I know he's in a, a tag team room with Sonny Kiss. But the fact was, I thought, why do I keep saying this? Um, with Joey Janela, he's been a singles guy since he started AEW. Yeah, his tag team run's been good, but it looks like Sonny Kiss is having more of the offense, in, offense and positive run in the tag team angle than Joey Janela actually is. And for Joey Janela to lose another singles match, because I believe the last one he may have gone against was Lance Archer. And we all, know how that, we all know how that goes. Everybody dies. So with Joey Janela, he needs to keep his uplift in his singles because I don't think the tag team run with Sonny Kiss will be a continued one, even though it's pretty cool. Um, he needs to come back into the singles side of it because the singles matches is where he's a star. I did watch um, last year's All Out card for 2019 and that Cracker Barrel match where Darby Allen and I was going to say Brandon Cutler, but it's not Brandon Cutler. Um, he's left now. Well, he's basically left now, AEW. I can't believe he, can't remember his name. Um, Jimmy Havoc. Sorry, apologies for that. Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, that match there is phenomenal. And, and uh, he had one against John Moxley, like a mini lights out match against John Moxley. That was equally as good as well. Um, and this is where he is most positive at, the singles run. So if you do get Chris Jericho to lose somehow, with the orange interference, it's good just having that little tick against Joey's name when we do bring him back into it. Um, I think it will be the mid-card match and it will be like the one-hour section of uh, Dynamite where we will see it. bit unusual how they're bringing it out into this. This is like just the filler card ready to go in all out for the weekend. Um, I think it'll just be a bog-standard match. It depends if Jericho is... Because he's aging now, he's not as good as in the ring as he was before. Still extremely positive. I can't say he's dreadful, but for someone like Joey, he can take the offense off Jericho just to relive a few of their moments. Get get Joey in the walls. I think that'll be a great finish if Jericho wins. Um, I think Hague will be around, and a mini Joey Janela Hague feud in the future will be interesting if they do go down that route. So the last match we've actually got confirmed is the Young Bucks Jurassic Express versus SCU and Private Party. Okay. Whoever wins this match, they're going to go into the all-out card against each other. So if the Young Bucks win with Jurassic Express, they're going to get against each other. Same with so-called and censored and Private Party are going to go in against each other. So I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to give you a few seconds to think about it. Who would you rather have on the all-out card out of these four teams? A nine out of ten here would have said Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. So, what happens if they lose? Imagine having an all-out card without the Young Bucks, without Cody, Just think about that. 
I don't think it'll happen. I think the Young Bucks will go over. It's a it's a four man tag team, so they're running this show anyway. And I think they're going over because they're showing how to prep a match for the Jurassic Express because they're a long run team in um, AW. Jungle Boy is going to be a future title holder of many a titles. They're just training him to be the best and best and best. And being with the Young Bucks and against the Young Bucks is where you need to go. Come on. The last pay for you that we had properly that we need to pay for, MGF and Jungle Boy had nearly basically had the best match there. So we know he's talented. Uh, Luchasaurus, best person you can get there for hot tags. Everyone loves him. Um, gets a bit stale though, using the same like tail whip leg moves, even though they look great. But I want him to see him do more athletic style. Okay, no, scrap that. I've seen him many a time through athletic moves. He's just awesome all around. Um, SCU is Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian because Scorpio Sky is going into the 4v4 in the all out card. That's where you've got him filling that role in the basically doing the Frankie Kazarian and Christian Daniels fill tag team back in anyway because the Scorpio Sky won the tag teams back. Um, and then you've got Private Party, which has really died off because I've not really seen Matt around for him in a while, which is unusual. So I don't know where they go. But having another loss for Private Party is a bit sad. But I can't see how they go for it. It's just going to be a full fun banging match for you. And I'll tell you what, guys, I've gone through four matches there in around, what, 20, 17 and a half minutes. And that's all they've confirmed. But there's a few things I want to go through. So for the All Out show, you want to see if just a few developments within stories. So I think we'll see the Dark Order again. It won't be a continued celebration. I feel like they're pulling the BTE bits into Dynamite now. And they're doing it very positively because they've got the... Not, I wouldn't say stable the actual platform to do it now with the Dark Order because Brody Lee is this type of guy that is surrounded by idiots and he's done it so perfectly where he's the bigger character and everybody else is just like his minions as such. you still got Colt Cabana being the lovable goof that really doesn't know he's actually involved in like a cult at the moment. You've got Stu Grayson that is the meaty one and Evil Uno who's the suck up. And obviously you've got this Anna J character coming into it all. Okay, so what I would like to see is, okay, you've got Cody not on anymore and you've got Brandy that's not to be seen anymore. I think them two should be off TV for a while, leaving Ali, okay? Because Ali is this medium baby face at the moment where she can have a match against Anna Jay and lose and join the Dark Order that way. Or Anna Jay can go into it. And because we need more, obviously we need more women matches. I don't think this match will be an all out. This will just be down the line. Develop a story where Ali is being recruited by Anna Jay and then she goes into Dark Order and obviously QT's in Knits with 
Ali, the, he just joins the Dark Order because of her. And then that's how you break up the Dustin QT Marshall nightmare, uh, natural nightmares. And then Dustin has a feud against Brody Lee for the TV uh, side of it, where you want the TV title match, because that'll be quite interesting, really. Uh, Brody Lee versus Dustin, uh, we have seen in WWE previously. But being on the AEW, the Dustin on the AEW is much, much different. And that's how you can develop the storyline down there. You've got the Matt versus Scorpio Sky, which I want to go down. I don't think Matt's going to go against Brody Lee at this time. It's going to be, I think, a tag team down the line where Brody Lee and Colt Cabana versus Matt and Scorpio Sky. And you've got the Natural Nightmares versus Evil Uno, Stu Grace in individual matches down to the TV time. Because... Scorpio Sky, again, he's one of them grey areas where he's borderline heel, just his persona. But having him versus Matt and then Scorpio going over Matt is just a big statement. But it depends on how you live Matt. Okay, because Matt Condona, throughout his WWE career, he was basically buried each and every time. Um, we saw him. So having him in AEW winning matches is just a fresh, a breath of fresh air. But you don't want Scorpio Sky to lose either. And what are AEW class at? Creating matches that you don't want to see either of them lose. And 99 out of 100 times always clean finishes as well. So it's just me fancy booking, guys. I'm trying to fill some time in here. Um, you've also got the women's match, um, women's development side of it. So you've got the titles match. Sheeda versus Thunder Rose. I don't think we'll see him on this uh, card for Dynamite at all because I thought the segment, the TV, the little video package that they had was perfect, perfect send-off where it just showed you how good Thunder Rose actually is in another division in another company versus Sheeda that's here where JR was really putting her over. That's fine. Just leave that off. If you want to replay that again, Okay, fill some time in, but you don't need to. The thing I need to concentrate on is the Britt Baker, Big Swall. I don't see him on the card for all that at all. And you can't have it last week being the payoff because it was awful. Worst bit about Dynamite last week. So having Britt Baker come in in the wheelchair doing a promo, then Big Swall coming in attacking her, then Britt Baker fake not faking her injury, but being non-injured now and then attacking Big Swall, and then you can add it onto the card. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'd rather have them two on the card than another tag team match. I know that it's Young Bucks and Jurassic Express, which I hope will be the tag team, but I'd rather have them two because, again, they've had a built-in history previously. This is this is where this all-out card is just a bit unusual for me because the main concern about it is what I'm going to go into in a second about the Casino Battle Royale. But you have to have Britt Baker on the show. She's been a draw as such. There's been a few weeks where I believe she's been the bit that's been missing. And I felt that she's the thing that's been missed. And what I would improve for that week would be Britt Baker, so even if you relight a slight mini feud for them two, going into um, All Out, be much appreciated. So last thing, guys, I'm going to speak about. I know it's been 25 minutes, so just me rambling on and on and on. Apologies. Is the 
Casino Royale. So at the moment, we've got Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Ryan Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentacle Jr., Ray Phoenix, Butcher, Blade, Eddie Kingston in the 21-man tag team. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think I just said. So we've got a hell of a lot more to confirm to come. So we've got 13 people. So obviously you'll do a few. I think Billy Gunn may be in it with his son. Uh, Griff Grayson. Just a few fillers here and there. Yeah, you may need some legends. Bring back Terry Funk. Please don't. Uh, anybody returning? Okay. So whoever wins that match is going to get an AEW championship match. What I like about this is, okay, you've got many, many different storylines playing in each other. So I generally do think there will be maybe a promo from Jake or a promo from Taz. I think it should just be Taz solo. solo and he gets interrupted by any Kingston Ben gets interrupted by um, Jake the Snake because I would like to see Eddie Kingston versus Taz promo for a little bit. Then Darby Allen comes in, beats somebody up. But that's where the whistle blows for AEW and everyone fights in the middle of the ring. But it's well needed for the casino battle because that's what every promotion does to promote it. I think if everyone just stands there in a round table with 21 chairs and signs a contract for the battle and no one does anything, it'd be a bit boring, that wouldn't it? But... Okay, so there's a few interlinking storylines. Obviously, you've got the Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Darby Allen. Okay, what did we see last week? We saw Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts. Eyeing up and squaring up against Brian Cage. And you can't tell me now, 99% of people that watched Dynamite last week that saw that bit would love to see a match against them two beefy people, wouldn't you? Okay. So... I don't see them two winning it because of that. I really do see, I might be a swerve, might be an outlandish prediction, but Lance Archer going babyface. Everybody dies. All the babyfaces that Lance Archer's gone through is basically gone. I can see him going against Moxley, but again, I think I mentioned this on the review, he would have to beat Moxley. Okay? Because... You can't bury Lance Archer twice in two title pitches. Is he's supposed to be this monster, this murder hawk persona? And him versus Brian Cage is fine because I think Brian Cage can he can lose. I thought Ricky Starks has been the better of the two massively, and that's because he's in my game. And then you've got this Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks feud, which will be lit up from this match going into possibly what they're doing is they're trying to feed more things to TV time. Uh, but I really, I'm really disappointed that Darby Allen and Ricky Starks not having their own pay-for-view match. Because that's exactly where I thought it was going to go down. You could have even had these two have all their own individual match and still join the Casino Battle Royale. Because you can do it. So look at the biggest example, I know I'm using WWE again, biggest example is Royal Rumble. How many times have you seen a title match on the night and then they join the Royal Rumble or vice versa. They're in the Royal Rumble. Then they have a title match later on. It's easily done. And I would love to have seen Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks. Again, it's back to that tag team versus tag team match. Would have preferred it massively. But then you've got the Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, Butcher Blade, Eddie Kingston storyline that they've created their own little uh, group as such. Is Eddie Kingston playing them? Question number one. Possibly. Or he is actually bringing people together to bring titles 
Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, especially Butcher and Blade, they have had a bit of friction. So they could go against each other, but no, I think them five will work together against another group of five, but we'll see. I think Sean Spears may be in this battle royale. If you're teasing more down the four horsemen, but I'm going to speak more about it in the preview for All Out because that deserves a good 10-minute point-my-point discussion about that card because there's a few matches there. It's just the juiciest one of them all. It's not even the John Moxley MGF. It's the Kenny Omega Adam Page FTR match. It's going to be insane. And I do want to speak about the Masona Mayhem match. I pronounced that wrong massively. Uh, because that's just going to be brilliant. But there's going to be a few surprises hopefully on Dynamite tonight. Um, random w, uh, random question for wrestling I'm not going to ask myself. Uh, if I did have Twitter questions asked to us, I uh, would. But if you do want to follow us on Twitter, guys, I'd much appreciate for listening to me ramble on about the preview for AW Dynamite. Um, I'll be doing the review by myself. If Gary can make the time, it's very difficult for him at the moment. If you can make the time, it'll be much appreciated. But no, if not, it's just me by myself again. So follow us on Twitter at Jed and Gary WP. Uh, like I said previously, we will be um, doing another YouTube channel just for shorter videos because my computer decided to die and I've lost the password for it because you know it's like that auto sign. So it's just gone. Uh, but appreciate it for listening, guys. Um, and have a good evening.